to encourage you, to equip you, and to empower you to fulfill God's divine destiny for your life. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on the podcast this month. I pray that these are just a blessing to you and encouraging you on the path of destiny wherever God has placed you. I am so thrilled to have a very special guest that I have been stalking (laughs) via social media for quite a while, but we have never actually met. A lot of people in common that we know, but we have today wonderful international author, pastor, Beth Jones. (laughs) It is my pleasure. And it's so fun to finally meet you because I feel the same way. I've been keeping up with you on social media and... Thank God. I mean, it kind of makes you feel like you know people before you it, really know them. It really does. Yeah, you get to stalk their families, <laughs> you know, watch their messages. That's right. And it's so cool. I just have admired you for so many reasons. And we'll kind of hopefully get into that through the course of our time together. But before we do, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions mm-hmm. just for people to get to know a little bit more about you. But this has also been a great resource to give people some ideas of what is available. So, what are some books or maybe a book that you recently have read or are reading that you're like, this is a great tool. This has really helped me. Yeah. Well, okay. So right now uh, I can think of two books that I'm reading. One, we're reading it. My husband and I are reading this one together related to church leadership and growth and, you know, all the good stuff. Yeah. It's a leadership book, but it's a really great organizational structure book called Traction. Ooh. And actually, the subtitle, it's funny, the subtitle is Getting a Grip on Your Business. No way. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I think laughed. they owe you some royalties <laughs> for so. that. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. But you know what? Some friends of ours had recommended it to us, and we're doing some restructuring at the church anyways, okay. and some organizational changes. And this book is fantastic for leaders wow. that run organizations and need just a fresh look at how to structure things. Okay. So on the, you know, heady side, that's a great book. Yeah. For fun right now, we like, I really like to read Joel Rosenberg's fiction. Yes. Do you like him? I I was just told about him oh, recently. Cool. So I've been like, as soon as I get some downtime, yeah. that's where I'm headed. It's kind of nice on the airplane and just when you want some no-brainer yes. fun reading. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm reading his latest book. And to be honest, I can't even think of the title. It's just once you're in it, it's a page turner. Okay. And it's very current events, you know, kind yeah, of yeah, drama. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, those are the two things right now that I'm reading. I love it. Yeah. Okay. How long have you been writing books? I wrote the first book, which was Getting a Grip on the Basics, in 1988. I started it. It was published at Kinko's. No (laughs) way. The famous publisher, Kinko's. I'm kidding. (laughs) We self-published it (laughs) (laughs) at first in 89. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And then Harrison House picked it up and published it in 1994, and it's been, you know, one of their books ever since. Wow. So, yeah, back in the late 80s. Amazing. And your books have literally gone around the world. Yeah. I mean, getting a grip on the basics, and I can't even, I've lost count of how many churches I've been in, you know, where I see them on the shelf or they're doing groups, you know, such powerful tools. But when you started doing that, I mean, you know, now publishing kind of, thank God, is growing, growing, growing. Mm -hmm. But especially then, I mean, starting out with Kinko's, (laughs) that was a pretty big deal then. Yeah. Well, it was, and here's the thing. I mean, for anybody out there that has it in their heart to write a book, yeah, of course, you know, you got to believe that God put something in you, and that you're passionate about that message or that story or whatever it is, right? And I felt back in the you know mid to late '80s, I really felt the Lord stirring me up to put together a workbook, and workbooks were not that 
popular, really. Right. In our camp, for sure, but really, right. they weren't that popular. Yeah. But prior to that, I had been sort of discipled and raised in Campus Crusade for Christ. Okay. And had been really discipled through a lot of workbooks. Yeah. And they really helped me. Wow. So when I came you know, into the world of being filled with the Spirit and the Word of Faith and all, I really felt God put in my heart, write a workbook to help people just, you know, Line upon line, process sure. through and learn the basics. Wow. So I wrote it, took about a half a day every Monday for a year, and just wrote on good old-fashioned legal pads back in the day. Wow. And wrote it down, put it together, and then I'm like, now what do you do? Right. You know, so you're supposed to write a book, but like, who cares? Yeah. We sent it, you know, got it all typed up and stuff, had somebody edit it that mm-hmm. knew what they were doing, mm-hmm. and then we sent it to a publisher. The publisher we thought at the time that would be the best was uh-huh. Harrison House. Okay. And, of course, they sent us back a very nice <laughs> rejection letter. Right. <laughs> like, who are you and why are you sending us this book? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but you know what? Just because it, they didn't really see the vision for it at the time, God really had still put it in my heart that, like, we got to get this to people. So my husband and I just started using it to disciple people. Wow. And uh, so that's when, you know, we got them printed at Kinko's. And just use them to make disciples. And so wow. then I thought, man, maybe I should send it to them again. Maybe they didn't really, really get the vision. Right. So I sent it again to Harrison House. And I, again, I got a very nice and very you know courteous rejection letter. Wow. And so then I'm like, but Lord, I know this book. I know you want this to more people than just that who Jeff and I can disciple. Right. So, you know, we take it to churches and we get it out to the best of our ability. Yeah. And finally, I'd say this was probably a three, three or four year process by the time it was published, one of the guys that was a good friend of mine ended up working at Harrison House, and he and I had, okay. done, some, had done some projects together. Yeah. And he was a real disciple, a real disciple maker. And he had such a vision for the book. He goes, I'm going to pitch it to the sales team. He goes, I'm just going to, I'm going to let them know, like, if they don't want to do it, I'll pay for it, because I believe in it that much. Wow. I mean, God, like, so put it on this guy's heart. Probably the season was right, too. I mean, I really do think in God's right. timing, it was the right time. Yeah. But anyways, he pitched it, and they caught the vision. They're like, all right, you know what? The body of Christ needs a workbook like this. Wow. And so they decided to publish it in 1994. It was the first workbook they'd ever done. Yeah. Even since that time, it's still been one of their top 40 bestsellers. Isn't that After all these years, which is crazy. Yeah. Because as you you probably know, books don't have a real long shelf life. Right. But anyways, God's done cool things with it. And so. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So you said something there that I thought that is so powerful. You, God put this thing in your heart. You get it together, uh-huh. you put it out there, but people are not getting the vision for it. Right. <laughs> and so typically, that's the point, I think, where people go, I must have missed it. Yeah. Like, my dream is just more of a pipe dream. Uh-huh. It's not really meant to be anything, but that wasn't really the case yeah, no. with you. That's so true. And I hope that does encourage people out there that maybe have felt like nobody's celebrating me. Right. Nobody's accepting me. Nobody, you know, I'm getting rejection letters. If God's put something in you, you got to just keep on pushing yeah. and seek the Lord and pray about timing and do what you know to do. Like mm. we knew, well, we can disciple people. Right. So we need to do that. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you kill the dream or kill what God put in your heart. So and good. Timing, as you well know, uh-huh. and timing is just huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Timing is such a huge piece of it. Yeah. And I love too, like, you know, here you take it to a major publisher and say, help me get this out on a national, international level. That door doesn't open. So you're like, fine, I'll take it to my neighborhood. Right. Like, I'll take it. <laughs> To the place of influence I have right now, uh-huh. and and through the course of that, you were really waiting for that timing to hit, and it it wound up coming. Yeah, it and, wound up coming. And now it is literally around the world. I know. Okay, so here's the crazy thing. Can I tell you a story? Please. So here's the crazy thing. So we get the book. The Harrison House decided to publish it. 
So I'm praying. I mean, I'm going to speak somewhere. I'm in my car for like five hours, and I'm like, I'm just going to pray about this book and what God wants to do with it. Yeah. So I'm just praying, Lord, you know, I pray you get the Getting a Grip book into all the pastors that could benefit from it in America. Mm. Lord, anybody in America, any pastor in America that could benefit, just help them find out about it and just, you know, use it to, to bless the body of Christ, build up the church. That was kind of the prayer. Right. So I'm driving, and I felt the Holy Spirit say, why stop with America? Mm. So I said, okay, well, Lord, I pray you use this book for all the people anywhere in the world that speak English. Lord, get it to all the English-speaking people anywhere in the world that you can, you know, help them to get a grip on the basics, build up the body, help the church. Yeah. And I felt the Spirit speak and said, why stop with English? Wow. And I was kind of laughing, but I was like, well, let's keep going. So I said, okay, Lord, you get this book wherever you want on planet Earth, whatever language you want. Uh-huh. You get it there to help build up the church and to uh, help your body. And then I felt the Spirit say, why stop with Earth? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't say that. <laughs> Martians need God, too. <laughs> Martians need uh-huh. God, too. Uh-huh. No, but he didn't, he didn't say that part. But he did say that part about why stop with English. And so we prayed, you know, prayed the prayer. Well, then... You know, fast forward years later, I mean, I think now 20, 20 languages the book's in, and we've never really asked anyone to do it. They've just asked us, can Whoa. we translate this book into such and such a language? So it was God's plan was yes. the point. Yeah. And we just got in agreement with him, yeah. prayed what he put on our heart, and then he did, all the, he did all the stuff. Wow, wow. I think it's wild, too, that God needed you to get in agreement with this plan. I know. Isn't you that know? Yeah. Like, don't limit me to just pastors that you know or right. or even just your own country. He kind of needed you to get an agreement so he could take it where he wanted to take it. Yeah, which is a cool principle. It really is. To think about, because if he could have just done it on his own, right? why did it matter how I prayed? Exactly. So I learned a lot in that process as well. Yeah, it was really a collaboration. Uh-huh. So, you know, you are a very influential figure, very powerful in the body of Christ, but across the board, really. And one of the things that I love about sort of the timing of you, what you're doing, and what you Carrie, I know that you and Pastor Jeff, of course, pastor there in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Uh-huh. <laughs> Amazing church, Valley Family Church. You got it, yeah. But then you're writing, you're doing all this. And it's an interesting time because even in our nation around the world, in our culture, it seems like there's a lot happening with women uh-huh. and women in leadership and sort of this whole thing of women finding their voice. Yeah. And I love the balance of that because, you know, there's sort of the other side side of it that's very aggressive, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of that whole edge to women's lib that can kind of be in your face and, and extremely assertive. But then there's another side of that that's just simply saying, we have a part to bring mm-hmm. to the table that's valid and complimentary. Yeah. And that's what I really see you leading the charge in. Do you feel that doing yeah. what you're doing? Uh-huh. That's good. I do. I mean, I, I agree with you 100%. I feel like these young girls these days don't know how good they have it because <laughs> there's the so yeah. many doors open for them and there's yeah. so much acceptance, and, which is awesome. Yeah. In the church world, it's still not maybe quite where it's going to get to, but we're getting there. Yes. But back in the day, yes, when my husband did this together, we did it, we felt that God had called us to do it as a team. Uh And at the time, we didn't know very many other husband and wife teams in pastoring. Yeah. We did know some husband and wife teams in ministry, but even then it wasn't that many. Sure. But we felt like he just said, you know, just I'm going to I'm gonna help you guys to blaze a trail. My husband, thank God, I mean, my husband is so secure. He'll probably argue with that in some ways, but yeah. he, he really is just such an empowering 
man. Uh-huh. He's very confident and capable in and of himself. Yeah. But he also recognizes not just my gifts, but the gifts around him. Uh-huh. And it's been, you know, I think phenomenal at empowering yeah. not only me, but others. And just opening the door and kind of pushing me through it at times because I did feel some resistance at the beginning. Hmm. Well, you probably have it as well at times. I mean, mm-hmm. I still feel resistance at times, mm-hmm. like, you know. Yeah. But to the point that there was this one little season when I was in seventh grade, going back to middle school, and we went bowling. Mm-hmm. My mother would say to my sisters and I, when you girls go bowling, don't beat the boys. <gasps> okay? I mean, what mother would say that nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Don't beat the boys. Yeah. So when we would go bowling, which I'm not even like a bowler. Right. Like, who even cares, right? Right. But if I was even starting to do good, I would on purpose throw a gutter ball. Wow. Because you can't, you can't win. You can't, yeah. Right? You can't yeah. beat the boys. Right. Well, that mindset travels into life at times. Yeah. And then in ministry, True. especially for women in ministry, uh-huh. don't beat the boys right. type of mindset. Yeah. And my husband really has helped to say, you're not going to throw gutter balls. Wow. You are not allowed to throw gutter balls. So, so whatever good. gifts you have, uh-huh. you're going to need to use them. Yeah. Because we need all hands on deck. Yeah. And so I think that's been awesome. And I hope for other women out there, they have men and women in their lives, you know, doing the same for them. It's so true. I think there is, because of women like you, it's sort of removing the apology Uh from women for being strong. Yeah. You know, especially in the body of Christ, kind of removing that aggressive edge and saying, just be you and it's okay to be you, Mm -hmm. you know, and the collaboration of that. I mean, that had to be really something for you and your husband to say, no, we are going to do this as a team, even though we can't really see our counterparts. Right. Out there. You know, it's progressive. You learn. I mean, when the kids were little, I did less as far as the platform. I was more behind the scenes. Sure. As the kids got older and just as, you know, the pace of things changed and, you know, my role stepped up. So we tried to find the season and like what was the priority at the time. But we wish, we longed for back Mm -hmm. in the day. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure, you know, you may understand this as well. You need to long for for people that are doing what you're doing to go, okay, like help, you know. Right. So like like we say, these young girls these days, man, they've got yeah. so many mentors out there, which is awesome. Right. It's really, really true. In this day and age, kind of moving forward, and you mentioned like the younger generation, women, but men too, stepping up to the plate. And it's such a different time, mm-hmm. you know, that we're in. What do you see as far as the next generation that is stepping up and so capable yeah. and so ready to lead? What do you see? Because I get asked this a lot. What do you see as like the overcoming place that they have to come over into so that they can lead now effectively instead of waiting to lead Uh because there is such a determination that I'm going to give my part. Yeah. You know, I want to give my part. Right. But then there is this little hump that you kind of have to get over to go, okay, now you're ready to do this. Right. And it seems like that can be different for every generation. Uh What are you seeing as far as like, okay, you young ones that are coming up, we want you to bring your part, but you need to make sure you get this. Right. I know. This younger generation, as you said, the millennials and then Generation Z, the one right. below them, I love them because they are, like you said, so capable. Yeah. And they're, it's just all intuitive to them. They're just raised yes. in this world in which we live where they yeah. know how to communicate so well and they're creative and they're... You know, they're innovative. So I love it. I mean, I think the biggest thing we're trying to encourage the millennials in our church and in our world, it's like, you know, have a heart after God. Uh Be a God pleaser, A number one. Yeah. And cultivate humility Mm -hmm. because you are so gifted. 
Right. And you, if, you know, like, like all of us when we were young, can get wise in our own eyes. That's and good. so we're just trying to encourage them, you know, be wise and be you. You yeah. do you, you know, all the stuff right. they do. Right. But at the same time, carry a spirit of humility. Be teachable. It's good. And don't be wise in your own eyes. Mm-hmm. And yet, right at, on the other hand, be confident. Right. Don't throw gutter balls. Yeah. And don't, I, there was this thing, I remember having this like epiphany at one point. It was like, you know, you're growing up and you hear yourself saying things like, someday when I get older, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And you say these things like this someday is going to come. Right. And then I remember one time I heard myself say, you know, when I was younger and I said to myself, what? Oh, wow. When did it cross? Yeah. Wait a minute. We haven't yeah. even gotten to our getting yet. Right, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I want to. I would encourage young people. That's good. Don't have this. Oh, someday when I grow up, thing. Yeah. Look, you're you're living your life right now. Yeah. Step out and do whatever God puts in your heart. Right. And He'll coach you. You'll He'll put mentors in your life, pastors, you know, good people. Right. To help coach you along the way. But if you hold back too much, you'll lose confidence. Mm-hmm. And you'll get insecure, and that's not good. Right. And so, I mean, there's a balance, and everybody has to sort that out for, for themselves. But That's really good. If anything, I just say to young people, go for it with humility. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's really, really good. Yeah. Are there still things that you have in your heart, things you have vision for, that you are still chasing after? <laughs> yes, and it's a, it's a good question. Because, you know, you get to certain seasons in life, and mm-hmm. you're like, you know, we could pull back. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could turn this whole thing over to the kids. We've mm-hmm. got a lot of great young people in our church. And, yeah, so capable. Yeah, and we could easily. And, and at the appropriate times, we are in will, of course. Sure. But right on the other hand, we don't feel the Lord's release to, you know, just kick back on a right. beach chair at some you know, right. <laughs> beautiful tropical spot. Right. So it's funny. I was thinking about this is probably two years ago, three years ago. We were kind of praying about, like, Lord, what's next? Yeah. Is, you know, are, are we on the downhill slide, which, of course, we don't believe? Mm-hmm. Are we on the uphill climb? Mm-hmm. And to stay hungry, I think, is super important as you get older. Mm. And you've got some experience in ministry. So anyways, I was reminded, okay, this is crazy. I was reminded that for those of your listeners who know Kenneth Hagan, know Brother Hagan, mm-hmm. that he did not start Rama until he was 58 years old. Mm. He didn't even start Rama until he was 58. Yeah. And I only know Brother Hagen from Rama. Right. I don't know any really, I mean, I know his stories, but we didn't know Brother Hagen beforehand. Right. So the fact that his influence was mm-hmm. from 58 and on, wow. really for so many of us, yeah. was inspiring to me, especially as I was approaching 58. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Go, like, Brother Hagen. I like this story. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been kind of funny in this last year. In fact, we were just talking with our team recently. It's not been quite a year, but almost a year. Yeah. The Lord began to put in our hearts to take the basics farther. We felt like, okay, we get the basics. We've been teaching the basics. Like right. we feel this millennial generation as well as probably all generations. Right. We all need our foundation strengthened and yeah. the dots connected and, yeah. you know, all that. And so I was praying like, okay, Lord, how? You know, we've got the books and we have a church and stuff, but I mean, what else? Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking, I was giving some consideration to radio. Mm. Thinking maybe we should do a radio thing. Mm-hmm. I remember back in the day, we used to listen to Marilyn Hickey and, right. you know, Charles Capps and whoever else was on the radio. And so I was giving some thought to that. And friend of a friend, divine acquaintance, met up with a fella who helps people do that. And he said, have you guys ever thought about TV? And I told him the vision that we had for the basics. Yeah. And I said, no, we really have never thought about TV, but thought about radio. He yeah. goes, no, he goes, I really think you should think about TV. 
Wow. And so all of a sudden, it kind of like unlocked something inside, like opened a, a thought we had not had. Yeah. Like TV, like how do even people do that? And do people even watch TV? I mean, right. this is the Netflix generation. Sure. And do people even watch Christian TV? Right. Because I know like I don't. Right. And didn't. You right. Know? But anyways, in the process of conversations and you know, some prayer and seeking the Lord, it really seemed like this was a time, we have a window, I felt like we have a, a window of time right now to mm. do some things in media and especially on TV mm-hmm. to put together a program to help people get the basics. Wow. And it's still a work in progress. We're learning a lot as we're doing it. But basically the goal was, it's not even been a year, but the goal was to get the boat in the water. Yeah. And to learn what we could and to see what God would open up. That's good. And so anyways, crazy enough, he did open some pretty wild doors for us and allowed us to air a program on the Hillsong Channel, which has been phenomenal. Wow. On Faith USA, on GEB, on NRB, on TBN in the Middle East, and on the Good News Network in India. I mean, like crazy doors opened up. Oh my goodness, yeah. So we're like, oh my gosh, okay, how do we put together a TV program? Yeah. But we've got a young team, and they're capable. Yeah. And they've really done a great job putting together, you know, getting the boat in the water. Sure. And we're tweaking as we go. And so we just launched, in the last two weeks, we just launched five nights a week now on the Hillsong Channel, and four mornings a week on Faith USA. Wow. Which is a big challenge for us, but that's what we're chasing. And that's what we're passionate about right now, in addition to the church, of course. Sure is, Lord, help us. We've got a window. Yeah. Help us to put together a program that mm-hmm. is relevant and, you know, has the things that will keep their attention mm-hmm. while at the same time helping to connect the dots mm-hmm. in the basics mm-hmm. for this generation that maybe doesn't have a working knowledge of the Word to the degree that they're going to need, mm-hmm. you know, for the right. future going forth. So yeah. that is definitely front burner, and we're super pumped and honored to be on all the different networks we're on. and. Trusting God for that is amazing. things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And to think, you know, I mean, literally capturing an international audience with every program that all boiled back to a couple of rejection letters <laughs> from a publisher. I know. Isn't that crazy? I mean, when you think, I mean, when just hearing the span of the story and to think, what if on rejection letter number one, you went, oh, that must have been me and threw it. Yeah. in the back seat, and to think all that was hanging in the balance in the decades to come, Yeah, you know, rejection letter number two, <laughs> you know, and to keep going. I just know so many people are going to be encouraged today by whatever God's put in their heart, yes. even if it's just in seed form, yes. even if they got the courage to tell somebody about it and they looked them in the face and said, nah, we're not seeing it. Yep, don't see it. <laughs> yeah, just to hold on to that because God put that in their heart for yeah. a reason. Yeah. And that's so powerful and really, really key. Well, I just love it that somewhere in the Middle East, people are watching <laughs> Beth Jones. Getting, helping them get a grip on the basics. That is just awesome. Yeah, it's only God. I mean, and that is a good word of encouragement, I hope, as well to your listeners. Yeah. That whatever God's put in your heart, you know, yeah. what does it say in Matthew that the Holy Spirit conceived, you yes. know, in Mary's heart, of yeah. course, Jesus. Yeah. That which the Holy Spirit has conceived. Yes. That's the key word right there. That just whatever he's conceived, then let that let that baby grow. Mm-hmm. And in due season, uh-huh. you'll give birth and all the things that God wants for it to be, it will be. But don't quit and don't give up yeah. and don't allow rejection or people not celebrating you or not having enough followers on Instagram or yeah, whatever yeah. it is these days. Yeah. Don't let that cause you to quit right. or you know, hamper or dampen that dream. Yeah, it's so true. Like the angel said to her, there shall be a performance. Yes. Like eventually yep. this thing is going to have its day. That's right. It's so awesome. 
Pastor Beth, thank you so much just for taking the time. I know this is a busy week. We're here at a conference, and it's such a busy time. Your family's here, so this is a fun time for the Jones family also, and we just appreciate you taking the time to share and to lead the way that you are. Thank you. It means a lot. It's good to have you out there to follow that example and cheering everybody on along the way. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You're awesome, and I'm cheering you on because you are blazing a mighty trail as well. Yeah. For women and this younger generation. And you're doing a phenomenal job. So, wow. Keep it Thank up. you so much. Now, real quick, how can our listeners connect with you? Let's get websites. I know you're on Instagram. Uh huh. So they can follow you, and it's just you're under Beth Jones. Just under Beth Jones. Okay. Yep. And then what's your website? Our website is thebasicswithbeth.com. Okay. Basics with Beth. Dot com. Uh-huh. Okay. And then is that the name of the TV show? Yes. If they want to search uh-huh. for that? The name of the TV show is The Basics with Beth. And okay. yeah, search it up online or the Hillsong Channel or Faith USA. Yeah. And I'd love to have people join in. Yeah. Check it out. Go find those resources. I know they will be a blessing to you. Podcasters, I know you are going to go back and listen to this one again <laughs> and again. I'm going to go back and listen to it. <laughs> so thank you for listening. We just pray this has just been an encouragement to you and inspired you. We're so glad that you tune in every month from all over the world. We are thrilled to have you. Have a great week, and we will see you back next month.